The following audio is from the Grove Church Snohomish campus. For more information about our church or to listen to previous sermons, check out our website at grove.church. Today, this is a series called Life Hacks, and we're talking about kind of a how-to, how to do things maybe differently um, and much more ease, and that's really what a life hack is. My my buddy this week was, was, he was trying to explain to me what a life hack was because I was watching videos on it and stuff, and a life hack is basically would be an example of a life hack would be if you took like a two-liter bottle or if you're needing like a funnel for your car, instead of buying a funnel, just cut a two-liter bottle in half and use that to put you know, put oil in your car. Just an easier way or a simpler way to do something. And so that's what this series is going to be about over the next um, several weeks. And the way that the series is built is it's built all on the passage of Philippians 4 verse 8, which we're going to get to here in a minute. Whatever is true, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, uh, whatever is praiseworthy, whatever is excellent, think on these things. So every single week we're going to be talking about different things and different words within that passage of Scripture. Today is the uh, the topic of how to stay positive, we're really going to hash out the difference between what it means to have a negative mindset and what it means to have a positive mindset, and we're going to try to land the plane with that towards the end. In addition to that, all of our life groups launched this week, and so as you came through the doors uh, today, you should have received a Connect card like Megan and Eli talked about, but within that Connect card is also a handout. Even if you're not connected to a life group yet, in that handout, there's lots of points and ideas, and even in that handout today, I'll have you look to it because at one point in the message, I'm going to reference the chart. There's like a, a chart in there about the positive mindset and negative mindset. So if you didn't happen to get one of those when you came in, we will get you one here um, in just a minute. But that's what we're going to be talking about today. I want to share a story of uh, two people. There's a story and that goes like this. There was uh, two gentlemen that were both incredibly sick and they shared a hospital room. And then just like every other hospital room that, we're, that you've been in, uh, there's a curtain in the middle. And so there's one, uh, one bed in one side and one bed on the other. And both of these gentlemen were incredibly sick, uh, so sick in their bodies that they could not sit up at all. They were basically were bedridden to lay on their back and be sick uh, basically 24-7 on their back. But uh, between the curtain, the one gentleman uh, towards uh, the, basically the window, there's a gentleman uh, next to the window, then there's the curtain, and then there's the next gentleman there in, in the hospital bed. So the person next to the window was able to sit up in his bed for an hour each day um, and be able to, to see and, and look at things out the window. And so what happened is because this, the guy next to him uh, wasn't able to see, uh, the guy that could see would, would tell him different things that were happening. He would say, oh man, you know, today in the one hour that he could sit up, oh man, today there, there's a, a two, two sweet people, two uh, elderly couple. Uh, looks like, I don't know, they look like they've been married for a long time and they're, they're walking uh, along the park and they just look so in love and uh, they're just enjoying the, the view today. Uh, he, would, he would tell him about uh, the, the weather outside. Oh, it looks like it's partly cloudy. Or, hey, today it's, you know, 70 and sunny. And uh, he would tell him, you know, different things. And, and this person that was sick next to him, laying on his back, would, found himself finding a lot of joy and a lot of hope as this person would describe to him what was happening, what he was seeing outside of uh, this window. He kind of looked forward to the one hour in the day where this person could tell him all the things that were going on. 
And as this guy continued to go on, he would tell him, oh man, today there's a, there's a parade going down the street. There's an incredible parade and oh my word, there's, there's uh, trumpet players and there's a band and there's, oh man, there's the incredible, awesome instruments. And, and the guy next to him was like, oh yeah, I can, I can even hear the, the drums being played. And there's, oh man, amazing flutes and amazing people out there and they're all celebrating. It's this incredible uh, parade happening outside. And as this guy would begin to explain to him all the different things he could see outside of this window, the guy that could not see that was laid on his back the entire time, his joy and his excitement and his hope of hearing these things started turning into resentment. He started thinking to himself, well, well you know, why, why didn't I get the, the bed next to the window? Like if only, I be, if only I could be in that bed and in that position, I would be able to see too. And so his joy and this excitement of hearing all these things started getting uh, this like real negative and he even felt guilty about this real bad mindset about this person next to him that had this hour that he could see and he couldn't. And so this, this resentment kind of started start, turned into a little bit of a, of a rage and, and, and anger and he started thinking about things he wanted to even do to this guy because of the view that he had. And at one point in, in the middle of the night, the guy that was sitting, uh, laying next to the window, he started having a really bad coughing episode where fluid started building up in his lungs and he was trying to reach for the button to page the nurse and, and be able to get the nurse and he couldn't reach the button. Well, the guy next to him had his button on him and heard him coughing, but instead of calling the nurse and paging the nurse, he did not do that. And in the morning, the nurse came and this man next to the window had passed away and the nurse was saddened by you know, this experience and what happened to him. And obviously the guy didn't tell the, the, the nurse what happened. But as they wheeled him out and took the, took the body out, the gentleman next to the curtain said, hey, I'd like to be next to the window now, please. If you can move my bed now that he's gone, I'd like, I'd like to be next to the window. And as, he, as they moved the curtain over and he put him next to the window, what the mound found was a wall there that there was no window. And the point of the story and the point of what's, the thought and the lesson on this is that it really matters what you and I see and what we think about. In fact, what we think about and what we choose to focus on will really set the course of our life and our daily decisions and our daily mentality of whatever it is that consumes our thoughts and our minds. What's amazing about this story is that there was no window. And yet this gentleman had a perspective. He, had, he could see something that was going on in his mental state, even though there was actually nothing to see. And if we're going to learn how to stay positive, if we're going to learn how to have the right mindset, I mean, there's definitely people in the Bible that had some pretty amazing mindsets, but there's one person, the Apostle Paul, whose mindset, the way he thought about things, how he looked at things, even in the midst of his circumstances, there's just so much to learn from this guy um, about the way he thought. He, he, he wrote a lot of letters. We've talked a lot about Paul because he's a huge influencer for Christianity. But one of the letters he wrote that we, we talked about earlier here in Philippians, he wrote Philippians, four chapters, 104 verses. And within that short little letter, either the word rejoicing or rejoice or joy appears over 16 times in just 104 verses. And it's, what's crazy is that if you think about that, this is a person who was talking about joy and talking about rejoicing in circumstances that were very, very bleak, 
very dark, very cold, because Philippians, as you may or may not know, is one of the prison letters. It's one of the prison epistles. Paul is actually in prison as he's writing these letters to the churches that he's writing to. And he's this individual that did not allow his circumstances, his conditions, his situations affect how he thought and how he governed his life. It's interesting because we can think about him in prison and think about uh, what that scene was like, but in 1 Corinthians, I'm sorry, 2 Corinthians, I wanna read to you, he, he lists out some of his woes, kind of gives you a little bit more appreciation to who we're gonna learn about today. He lists out some of his woes here that I think are, are, are insightful. He says in verse 23 here, are they servants of Christ? I'm a better one. I'm talking like a madman with far greater labors, far more imprisonments with countless beatings and often near death. Five times I received at the hands of the Jews the 40 lashes less one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. A night and a day I was drift at sea on frequent journeys in danger from rivers, danger from robbers, danger from my own people, danger from Gentiles. Danger in the city, danger in the wilderness, danger at sea, danger from false brothers in toil and hardship through many a sleepless night or sleepless night in hunger and thirst, often without food, in cold and exposure. And apart from other things, there is a daily pressure on me of my anxiety for all the churches. I mean, this is his like, raw, raw speech. He's bragging to the church at Corinth about all the things that he suffered and went through for the sake of knowing Christ. This was not a person that had an easy life. This is not a person that everything went the way he thought they were gonna go. This is not a person that hasn't been through some things. This is actually a person, if you know Paul's letters, at a different letter, he talked about a thorn in his flesh and he asked the Lord three different times to remove that thorn. And we, you know, scholars and theologians have been debating for years, you know, what is that thorn? What could it be? Was it a sickness? What is a family? You know, what was it? But that's, no, that's really not no here or there. The problem is, is that this is a person who had a lot of clout and understood what it meant to go through some things. And yet in his pain, in his struggle, in the things and circumstances that he faced, he had a mindset, a positive outlook, a joy that is really unlike anything we can really compare to. And when we read in Philippians today, you can kind of think about the kind of person that he was. I mean, if I, if I can picture Paul and there's paintings of Paul and there's pictures of Paul, but I think of just somebody that just looks worn out, you know, someone that's just been beaten down, someone that just looks like he's been through some things, been through the, the ringer per se. And I'm sure you even know people that physically look like that. That's the kind of image I get when I think of Paul. And that image is the kind of image I think about when I read anything of Paul and here's what he said in verse is uh, four, verse eight of Philippians, where we're you know, focusing on this sermon series. It says, finally, my brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, 
Think about these things. Everyone say this with me. Think about these things. Come on, say, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. Let's pray for God's word today. God, thank you for the power of the mind, for the power of a positive mindset, for what it means to see differently, to look at things differently, to have your perspective on situations, on circumstances, on your truth. We thank you, God, that you're speaking today in your good name. Amen. A couple of things I want you just to notice here. So Paul, like I mentioned here, he had clout to write these words. Okay, this, is, this is a guy that had experience. He had suffered. He has gone through some things. He's not a person that has not gone through stuff. He's got some clout when he writes these words about what we should be thinking about. These things that you've learned, received, heard, and saw in me. And so when he would write these powerful words about you know, whatever is true, lovely, praiseworthy, commendable, all these things, the people that heard them, the church that he established, this church here, Philippi, this church appreciated and understood that this wasn't just coming from somebody who had not been through some things. They had seen it with their own eyes. They had witnessed with their own hearts. They had understood that Paul was a person that no matter what was gonna come his way, he was gonna have a positive mindset and think the right things. It's interesting because Paul knew that there was power in how we think. In Colossians, he said, we should set our mind on things above, not on earthly things. All throughout Philippians, he, he will talk about the mind. He'll say, set your mind on these things. Set your mind on this. Set your mind on that. He knew that something happens very powerfully, powerfully when you and I think the right thoughts. Now, I want to talk today a little bit about a negative mindset versus a positive mindset. This is what I referenced at the beginning of the message. This is found in that handout um, as you came through the door. And there's a chart there. This is from a book. Again, I always recommend books because I spend a lot of my time reading. Uh, this is a book by Charles Swindoll, famous pastor, uh, pastored for many years called Laugh Again, a book called Laugh Again. And in it, he talks about the difference between a negative mindset and a positive mindset and what the difference of the, are the two are. It's in that handout for you today. He says that a negative mindset, it goes something like this. I'm just gonna compare the two, go back and forth on each one. The need for certain things before there can be joy. That certain things have to happen in order for there to be joy. That's what a negative mindset will do. Versus a positive mindset is the need for virtually nothing tangible to be joyful. It means Charles is saying, it doesn't matter what's going on in my life. It doesn't matter what circumstances I'm facing. Nothing needs to happen today, yesterday, tomorrow in order for me to have joy and to have a positive mindset as I live each day. Negative mindset secondly goes that there's a strong dependence on others to provide joy. Well, if my kids are happy, well, if my spouse is happy, well, if my boss is positive, well, if my neighbors are happy, if everything in my life and the people around me are joyful and happy and I depend on their joy and their happiness, then I can have a positive mindset. That's what a negative mindset will think. Versus a positive mindset is the ability to create one's own reason for joy. It means that, man, I don't know if you're having a bad day or not, but I'm not letting your bad day affect my goodness, right? And you and I interact with people like this all the time, whether it's people that we work with, whether maybe it's people in our own family, whether people that we, you know, shop with or interact with in life, where their bent on life is just negative. 
right? It could be cold and freezing, rain outside. It could be nasty, and you're up, and you're excited about life. But that person's like, oh, the weather, weather, Pacific Northwest, I freaking wait the weather. You know, there's just people like that. There's people like, and you go out to a, a restaurant. A friend of mine is like this. You go out to a restaurant. doesn't matter what he orders. doesn't matter how good it looks to me. In his mind, there's always something wrong with it. Oh, there's too much cheese. Oh, oh, I asked for, I asked for uh, light mayo, and they went thick mayo. How do you even know the difference, you know? It's like, oh, oh, I asked for diet. They gave me Coke, you know? I mean, whatever. It's like there's something always wrong. With, fries are too cold. Not enough salt. Too much salt. Burgers not cooked enough. Burgers too cooked. I mean, this person just always sees something wrong with their meal, right? And maybe that's you, and we're going to pray for you today, all right? But there's people like this. They just have a negative mindset. Everything in their life is wrong, is going to go wrong and be wrong. And actually, there's, there's psychological research on this. I should, I should have done my, my psychology work with my wife because she has a psychology major. But there's psychological work on this that if you think wrong and you think negatively and you think bad's going to happen and you think it's always going to turn out bad, it's actually more than likely going to turn out bad because that's how powerful your mindset is. Meaning you could think something is so bad and yet it really isn't that bad, but because you thought it, you made it worse in your head. So again, a strong dependence on others to provide joy or the ability to create one's reason for joy. Positive mindsets, man, I'm gonna be joyful no matter what. My burger's cold, I'm hungry, I ate it, I'm done. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, I don't care. My fries are too salty, well, I'll have to come back on some sodium tomorrow. It's like, whatever. You know what I mean? It's like, it's Coke, it's diet, it doesn't matter. I was thirsty. You know what I mean? It's like, there's just people in life that just fly this way. They think this way. They're just like, you know what? These petty things, these small things and big things, they're not going to rob me of my joy. They're not going to rob me of my positivity. I'm going to stay true to who God wants me to be, and I'm not relying on anybody for my joy. That's what a positive mindset is. Again, I'm just preaching what Charles already preached, so you give him credit. This is not my words, these are his. The last one he says is to focus on joy as, uh, this is a negative mindset, focusing on joy as being out there, always in the future, waiting for something to happen and thereby bring happiness. Where Versus a positive mindset says, choosing joy now, making it a present pursuit, never waiting for everything to fall into place or for some ship to come in. And I said ship, okay, just so we're clear, okay? Uh, I don't want you going on social media today. I said ship, like a boat, okay? Um, but I was even thinking about this. It, you know, it's like wait, waiting for uh, something to happen and brings happiness. I'm gonna pick on my, my buddy John Lama here today. John just got back from Hawaii, you know? He was in Hawaii all last week. And sometimes in life, we treat life as if like, if, if, if I can just get to Hawaii in May, if I can just get to Christmas in 2020, if I can just get to, if I can just do this, if it's joy, if I, if I, if I, right? It's, it's waiting for something. If only this happens, then I'll finally be happy. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you may never go to Hawaii, folks. You know, you may, you may, you may never get whatever that is that you want, a positive mindset says, man, I'm choosing to make joy a, a present pursuit right now. Like right now, this moment right here is my joy. 
It's not, it's not tomorrow, it's not a week from now, it's not a month from now. My, my joy is right now, and I don't know what tomorrow's gonna bring. I don't know what three years is gonna bring, but my joy is right now. Someone who has a negative mindset is thinking, man, if only I had this, if I could just get, if I was out there, then. And that's what a negative mindset will do, and that's the comparison. Again, it's in that handout, and I encourage you to take it home if you didn't get one on the way in, because it's really powerful. Here's the main thought today. It says that where our mind goes, our life flows. Where our mind goes, our life flows. Where my mind goes, my life flows. How I think is who I become. And I want to give you just a couple handles here because I think these are practical life hack handles. These are things that I think, are, I think differently about these things, and I think they're simpler. So number one here, if you're taking notes, I always encourage you to take notes because the sermons are so good. Um, no, I'm kidding, because you'll forget, okay? But number one, life hack number one, here it is. Pray all day. Pray all day. Years ago, another book reference for you, Practicing the Presence of God by Brother Lawrence. He was a monk, and he wrote a book called Practicing the Presence of God. And he makes a very good distinction, a very clean distinction on what prayer is. I want to quote him here. He says, Oh, awesome, Jasmine, you're amazing. You're always ahead of me. The time of business does not differ with me from the time of prayer. Look at this. And in the noise and clatter of my kitchen, while several persons are at the same time calling for different things, I possess God in as great tranquility as if I were on my knees. See, I love this because he's making a life hack out of prayer. Because all my life, I, prayer I treated like this, right? In the morning, say your prayers, thank God for your day, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice. You know, eat your, eat your breakfast, go to work, come home, go to bed. Thank you, God, for my day. Thank you for my sleep. Amen. So growing up, a lot of times prayer was isolated to a morning thing and an evening thing. And it was a thing. Brother Lawrence is saying, you get to pray all day. He's, he's talking about how he's serving in the, in the, in the monastery, in the kitchen, and he's cleaning, you know, carrot stuff all over people's plates and he's praying, right? Like he's hacking up some prime rib and he's praying. Someone's yelling for some napkins and he's praying. He's redefining what prayer is. He's saying, as Paul said, that we can pray without ceasing. It means that it doesn't matter where I am or what I'm doing or, or what's happening in my life. I can be praying all day, every day, anytime, anywhere, and I can always be praying. And I don't have, I mean, it's, yeah, it's holy to get on your knees. The wise men didn't worship Jesus. It's holy to set aside time to pray and have intentional times of what we would call maybe intercessory prayer. But the life hack here today, if we're going to get positive, if our mindset's going to be positive and we're going to turn on a different switch, it's going to take you and I praying all day. You know why? When you're praying all day, we always use the I-5 analogy, when you're praying all day and that guy cuts you off, and you've been praying all day, and your spirit's built up, you're just like, that wasn't nice, but I'm staying calm. Because <laughs> I love Jesus. You know? When you're praying all day, and your boss is like, I need you to stay overtime because we got this done, and you had plans, and I got to stay overtime, you're like, okay, I can do that. Why? Because what happens is when you pray all day, it changes how you react, it changes how you think, and so how you think is so how your life goes. So if you thought prayer was some isolated thing 
on a morning, an evening, or whatever, if you thought prayer could only happen in a church service, or if you thought prayer was only spiritual and holy when the pastor prayed it, let me just encourage you today, the same power that rose Christ from the dead lives inside of you. Pray all day. Pray, pray, just to make it today. Um, Okay, number two, life hack. This is one... This is more of a selfish one because I like talking about my childhood because it was so weird. Um, but my, my childhood was super weird. And um, if you said potty words in our house, like you got soap in your mouth. Okay, like that's how, that's the kind of childhood I grew up with. And I remember months ago, I was teasing Lydia about this and she just did not understand why I would ever put liquid soap in her mouth. But back then it was a bar soap that we washed our hands with. But my dad, my, my dad had this way of like, you know, speaking to us about our, our, our potty mouths and the things that we said, and he would always come up with this phrase, you know, get your mind out of the gutter. You know, like, what? What did you say? You know, don't tell your brother to shut up. You know, whatever. Like, but, but there was something about this phrase that really helped develop a core belief in my mind is that, man, it really matters whether or not I dwell on certain things and what I say and how I think about them. I mean, I mean, really, it's where is your mind? What, what, what do you watch? Let me ask that question. What, 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 what kind of shows, what kind of video games, what kind of things do you let come into your mind? Because those things are washing over you and you may not even realize that. They, they will. I mean, I mean some, for, for some of us here, and today's a big day because we know the Hawks are gonna beat the Packers, but for some of us here, okay, some of us in the room, we can't even handle watching the game today. Like that's how much it affects us. It does that to me sometimes. You know, I'll be watching and I'll just be like, yeah, you know, what? You know, like, and sometimes you just have to shut it off. Like I can't watch it. And then you're like, okay, I gotta, I gotta watch, you know? It's like, this is what we do sometimes. Why? Because things really affect how we think. And I, I wanna encourage you, I, I don't know what you're watching. I, I don't know what you're listening to. But those two things would be the primary ways where your mind's filled with gutter, where your mind's beginning to fill up, with, fill, fill up with thoughts that are just not healthy, not good, not helpful. I mean, this is why I've, I, I've preached for years, even as a youth pastor, about what you listen to on your iPhone. What kind of playlist do you have? What kind of things do you allow to come into your mind and and for me, I've just learned that, man, these things, even though they're great songs, if they're not godly songs, if they're not building me up, if they're not making me better, they're really not helping me how I think. No matter how great the artist is, no matter how cute their clothes are, it's just not helping me. Man, life hack, last one here. I'm, I'm, I'm over time here. I went way too long today. Um, this is a real important for me right now. And that is that we need to be here right now. Another, another gal quoted this. I love this. Her name is Helen. And she said, um, she wrote this. I was regretting the past and fearing the future. Give me some background, Scott. it will make this quote sound better. I was regretting the past and fearing the future. <laughs> you, think, you think it's all fun and games, but it's serious up here. Uh, I was regretting the past and fearing the future. Suddenly my Lord was speaking. Listen to this. This is so good. This is my life right now. My name is I am. This is so good. He paused, I waited, he continued. When you live in the past with its mistakes and regrets, it's hard. I'm not there. 
My name is not I was. When you live in the future with its problems and fears, it is hard. I am not there. My name is not I will be. But when you live in this moment, it is not hard. I am here. My name is I am. Listen, I don't know what mindset you have today, what you're worried about for tomorrow. I'm here to encourage you today. You have this moment right here, right now. It's 11:10. You have this moment right here, right now. You're not guaranteed tomorrow. You're not guaranteed a year from now. You have this moment right here, right now. And your mindset is huge. How you think, how you think is the direction your life will go. And I pray you would lean in today more than anything to the power of the great I am who says, I am with you right now. I love what someone said. I think it was Erica that said, do not fear for the Lord God is with you wherever you go. I love that. I love that she said that today in our ministry time because she reminded me, do not fear, Andrew, for the Lord God is with you wherever you go, wherever you go, wherever you work, wherever you live, what school you attend, do not fear for the great I am is fighting for you. Let me pray for you today. God, I thank you. You want us to radically think differently about our lives. And you are today, we declare it boldly, you are the great I am. You are here right now in this moment. And maybe our past haunts us and maybe our mind goes back to when and if, if I would have done this, that, but God, you are not the I was. Or maybe our mind today is thinking of tomorrow and the future and what could be and what will happen and what about this, but God, you're not there. You are not I will be, you are the I am. You are great, you are good. And you want us to think differently today. I pray, I pray right now in the name of Jesus. I pray right now, God, in the name of Jesus. I feel like the Holy Spirit's uh, asking me to pray for just uh, emotional negative mindsets. Where your, your emotions and, and how you think about yourself needs to be broken over your life today. You think so negatively about how you look or how you are or your personality. You, you, you have self-doubt. You, have, you, you, you martyr yourself in negative words. Depression has, has, has ruled your life because you don't think the way Christ wants you to think today. You don't see yourself the way Christ sees you today. I believe today God's breaking that over you today. I believe he's bringing freedom to you today. I believe for some guys in here, I know I'm one of them, God, God's breaking a, a mindset of pride, a, a mindset of, of thinking you can do it. You can handle it all. Paul said in another place in Philippians, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. God says to you today, the only way you're gonna get through is if you submit your pride and humble yourself and realize it's only through Christ you can do anything today, tomorrow, and in the future. Lord, renew our minds today. We wanna think about these things. We wanna dwell about these things. 
And if you're in this place today and you would say, you know, I wanna put my faith in Jesus Christ. With every head bowed and every eyes closed, you wanna say, hey, man, I wanna have Christ as my Lord and Savior today. I want him to come into my life and renew my mind and give me a new mind, give me a new heart, give me a new life. If that's you today, you say, man, I wanna know Jesus. I'm just gonna ask you to lift up your hand in here. I wanna give you that opportunity. Yeah, one, thank you so much. Two, thank you so much. Anyone else with these two hands? You can put your hands down. Three, thank you so much with these three hands. Anyone else wanna say yes to Jesus today? Awesome. Well, if you pray this prayer with me and if you raise your hand, glory be to God. Pray this prayer with me if you raise your hand. Come on, church, pray with me. Say, Jesus, you're my savior. You're my Lord. You're my king. Give me a new mind today a new heart today. I accept the free gift of salvation in Jesus' name. Amen. Can we celebrate? Three. Come on, God. Yeah. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. Well, hey, we got one thing for you today, and then we're going to let you out of here. But hey, we have life groups. They all start this week. It's one of the greatest opportunities in our church is to get connected to people in groups. And so if you are interested in joining a group, want to get connected. I know we have some group leaders that are here today. They're going to be out in the lobby. They would love to meet you, connect with you. We have couples groups, men's groups, all sorts of different groups, women's groups. Love to see you get connected. But with that, 24-21, go Hawks. Have a great day. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Grove Church Snohomish Sermon Podcast. If you want to keep up with us, like us on Facebook, Instagram, or visit our website at grove.church.